Hello again, everybody, and welcome to The Last Word. I'm the publisher of The Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts, and our job is to inform all our Vegas Voice readers and listeners as to the people running for office and what their positions are. We have something a little bit different today because with us is we have Amber Stidham, if I say yeah, it right, yeah, good. finally, <laughs> at, from the Henderson Chamber of Commerce, and I thank you so much for being here, Amber. Thanks for having me, Dan. Appreciate you it. You have the greatest title I've ever heard. You are the Vice President of Government Affairs for the Henderson <laughs> Chamber. I think that's great. Talk a little bit about what that title entails and what do you do for the Henderson Chamber. I appreciate that, and thank you for the opportunity to join you. Um, yeah, the Henderson Chamber. So, uh, well, the Henderson Chamber is one of numerous chambers throughout the United States of America, many here in Nevada, many in Southern Nevada. But um, our chamber represents about 1,800 businesses throughout the entire Southern Nevada region. But most of them are in Henderson. Most of those businesses um, are small, <coughs> small businesses. Some are large and, um, and span a variety of different business sectors from in our local restaurants to uh, florists to um, physicians' <coughs> offices and entertainment venues. And my job as the Vice President of Government Affairs, or all hands on deck staffer, whatever you want to say, right. um, is, is to um, best represent our, our member businesses for the betterment of our community, for not only their business, um, but for all of us, um, even, even as residents. So whether that's through policy engagement at all levels of government, <coughs> mm -hmm. or also um, through our political action committee, which is making endorsements for candidates. Well, yeah, and that's how we throw you into the last word. Yeah. A little bit about the political action committee. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, what does it entail? What do you do there? Yeah, sure, Good, great question. Um, we're one of the very few chamber organizations in the state of Nevada that actually makes political endorsements. Um, on behalf of the general business community. And I think most people are probably surprised, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, our PAC is a bipartisan PAC. Mm -hmm. So um, we have a PAC board comprised of more than 20 business leaders throughout the community that are engaged with the chamber organization that make endorsements for candidates on both sides of the aisle. And it's important. Um, I, I think traditionally, and, and I know we were chatting again earlier about this, that I think there's a misconception that there's endorsements made for only Republican. Positively. Again, I was yeah. under that impression that mm -hmm. any kind of chamber of commerce uh, will always be Republican, but it's not the case with the Henderson Chamber. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I think that's very unique. And you're probably one of the few chambers that, that do something like that. Well, uh, you would think so, but it's actually um, not the case. Most chamber organizations do that get involved with PAC mm -hmm. endorsements, um, make endorsements across across the aisle, and um, for for a few reasons. Um, you know, I think traditionally our our chamber membership might span the gap of um, Democrats to Republicans on a lot of social issues, and typically on the business issues, they'll be more conservative. And I think that we kind of lean a little bit more Republican in that aspect. But you will also have to consider, I mean, putting policy together and enacting law um, that impacts our business community um, is, is a two-way street. It happens with both Republicans and Democrats or any other party that's elected to office for that matter. And you have to be able to have these working relationships with these folks. And there's a lot that happens behind the scene. I know there's jokes about sausage making and right. <laughs> politics. Yep. There is a lot of sausage making in po politics, but um, you know, Democrats and Republicans um, are both part of those um, conversations. And there's a lot that Democrats and Republicans do um, to mitigate a lot of things that impact business um, or or help or help business. Mm -hmm. You know, but and here's the thing that I, I find curious yeah. is 
Somebody is, says, I'm running for state office. I, get, mm -hmm. I, I don't, do you, you don't do federal offices, do no, you? No, we do okay, not. So just a state. Sure. All right, so in this case, someone is running for governor, someone's running for lieutenant governor, even state assembly. Do they contact you? You contact them? What's the process involved? Sure. Um, well, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think our organization has been involved with political um, work uh, for 10 or 15 years now. Um, I've been involved with the chamber for the last seven years. Mm -hmm. um, I spent my drive actually over here to your studio on the phone with about four or five different right. candidates reaching out to us because they, they want to have they want to have the business communities support. So um, it's shifted a lot over the years. I think the PACs work, the, the business communities work um, to this extent has grown a lot over the last few elective cycles to the point where they largely call us first now, they which do. is not a bad place to be where the business community and you know their support is desirable to candidates on both sides of the aisle. And that's exactly where I think we want to be as a community. Oh, I agree. Yeah. The process itself, I'm running for state assembly. Mm -hmm. I've never done this before. I'm, an, I'm very new. I contact you and hopefully you take my phone call and what's the yeah. process entail? Is there a questionnaire? Is there a yeah. sit down? You yeah. tell me. Yeah, yeah, good, great question. So uh, we have uh, usually the candidate reaches out to our organization and that would be me um, at our organization and we usually try to sit down and grab coffee and get to know you a little bit about why you're running for office and how committed that you are to run for office. I think um, there's always uh, um, you know, a desire to do great for the community, which is amazing, but there also has to be a desire to win a campaign and be organized and fundraised that will get you elected to office to, you know, create the law that's important to us. And that's also part of the conversation is kind of gauging, you know, not only your interests, what's important to you from a policy perspective, but how committed are you to winning your race and getting elected to office? Because, um, you know, Otherwise, you're just a really well-intentioned person that's probably not going to make it too, you know, have, too have far. You found, again, without naming names, have you yeah. found candidates that you realize they're not serious? Yes, or, all the time. How about this? They're <laughs> awfully stupid. Have, have you found candidates without, we're not using the word stupid, I don't want to use that <laughs> word, but you realize that they're not qualified at all. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't use that word. I, I would say, um, look, it's kind of like my, my particular position at the chamber. I have to be a Jill of all trades. I'm not a subject matter expert in construction okay. or healthcare. I have to be a generalist. Um, and some of the candidates that come forth do a really great job of representing a variety of interests, and some of them are zeroed in in one particular area. And that's where it's the job of people like myself and other people who represent um, industry organizations or initiatives, whatever it is, nonprofit organizations, to be a resource to those candidates, to help educate them about what's important in in that arena. So I don't think that I would put it as, you know, the way that you framed it up. I just think that it's an, you also have to see it as an opportunity to help educate and help one another, like learn about different issues. Right. But I, you know, I would think that if I am serious and I am going to sit down with the Henderson Chamber, mm -hmm. I should have some qualities that you you look at it and you say, my God, he's right about this or he's right about that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, and let's say it passes your first test, does it go before a committee? I mean, how, and what happens then? Yeah, um, it, and it does. Uh, so we sit down, we have coffee, get to know you a little bit better. 
Um, and then we bring back those conversations to our board of business mm -hmm. leaders and volunteers that's, um, that make these decisions. And they deliberate on, they look at a variety of different things. And this is pretty typical across a lot of organizations. Usually they look at voter registration trends that are in the district. Um, they look at whether or not you're running in against an incumbent candidate. Um, that's really tough to do, to run against yeah. an incumbent candidate, if the timing is right for a new candidate or not. Um, they look at whether or not, for my organization, whether or not you're going to be pro-business or at least be open to having conversations about business measures. Um, you know, are you committed to your campaign? Are you out there hustling and fundraising? Do you have somebody that's helping you on the back end? Do you have a campaign manager? Have you had a conversation with your party caucus, whether that's Democrats or the Republicans? Mm -hmm. So they're providing resources to you. And there's a lot that goes into running for office. Those are all conversations that our PAC board has. Then they deliberate and decide whether or not they want to spend their time and energy meeting formally with a candidate for endorsement consideration. And sometimes that's before the primary election, and sometimes you know they just don't have that capacity and reach right now, and so they just wait until ahead of the general election. Okay. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, since I've been living in Henderson, the amount of growth has been mm -hmm. unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, just with the Raiders Allegiance, uh, not Allegiance, but the Raiders Stadium there, mm -hmm. Intermountain. And if you're pro-business and you want to grow business, is there a question of, wait a minute, how can we sustain something like that? Mm -hmm. Is that an issue for the chamber to look mm -hmm. at? Or it's mm -hmm. just, if you're for business, that's good? No, it's 100% an issue. So we're having those conversations all the time. I have those conversations every single day. And I think, you know, I'm born and raised here. And I remember when I used to drive from Henderson into Las Vegas, drive into town. My family still says we drive into town yeah. when we drive to Las Vegas. Um, there has been a lot of growth in the Henderson and the whole entire valley, but there are concerns. There are a lot of people that live here that want to enjoy, you know, the retired life. Um, but there's also water resource issues. I know there's a lot of business development occurring. So, like, yeah. how do we balance that? We're still having, you know, areas of conservation. The chambers involved with those conversations. You know, we're not so pro-business that. Um, we're, we're, all we want to see are big, big box developments all right. the time. We are having conversations about smart growth, uh, what makes sense for, again, water, natural resources, what's happening with um, electricity, what's happening with natural gas, what makes sense for additional growth while also preserving space for conservation areas. How do we create a community that's great for retirees but also young families? How do we support policies that make sure that we have good, safe communities but also that we have, you know, educated communities so people, you know, can, you know, pursue a career and families can grow children and have other generations here and help support the tax base that we all need and enjoy as, right. you know, as Nevadans. Um, it all works together. So we're all, we're all having those conversations and it's complicated, right? It like, is. It's, it's a lot yeah. involved yeah. trying yeah. to put everything together. It is. It is. If people want more information mm -hmm. about the Henderson Chamber, is it impact, unpack, what it... Yeah. The, the Political Action Committee, how do they go yeah. about getting it? Well, it's it? the world's longest name, Issues Mobilization Political yeah, Action yeah. Committee. We just call it IMPAC. Um, we have information on the Chamber's website. It's hendersonchamber.com. Um, so people can always go on and visit our website. We have a tab on there called Business Advocacy. Mm -hmm. But also we periodically you know, host events. We're a Chamber of Commerce. We host an event like every day of the yeah. week. Um, but we periodically host government-centric type of events, which are open to general membership. 
Um, we have, uh, for instance, a Meet the Candidates event coming up on May 4th at Panavino, which is open and available for registration. And we bring out the endorsed candidates that the PAC board has made. And there are people on both sides of the aisle, and it's really an opportunity for the community to come out and meet people, Republicans and Democrats alike, and personally, and get to know them, and also in their ear, right, right. about what's important Positively. to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, in a few seconds we have left. Yeah. If, like I said, if they want to get more information, the website is? HendersonChamber.com. And hopefully we have it right here on the bottom of the screen. So, Amber, yeah. I thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Dan. And uh, this is Dan Roberts for The Last Word, and we hope to see you again real soon. Okay.